So I'll be the Joey Fatone to your Justin Timberlake. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Maine Education Matters. My name is Matt. And my name is Julie. And today we are doing more of an introduction to the 130th uh, legislative session uh, for the Maine legislature. And of course, we're focusing on the Education Cultural Affairs Committee. And what we're doing today is looking at a quick look at the members. There are some new members of the committee and some any, any kind of calendar updates. Matt, I just have to say the Education Committee has to be the best committee that was created. It has well, to be. Well, there's no doubt. There's never been a, a question of that. I mean, the education, the only problem with the education committee, why, why it kind of gets a knockdown is because they also bring in those cultural affairs. Jeez. You know? I don't, I, I don't know why, but I just have to say before you preview individually, collectively, this is a great group. And we in education are going to be very thankful for the experience and the thoughtfulness of this committee. Just saying. I, I, I hope so. And I think time will tell. I, I, have my, I have my hopes as well. So let's, let's get into it. Um, as for folks to know, there's, there's, um, these are joint standing committees. And what a joint standing committee means is that they have both senators and representatives, both sides of the house on it. There are of course, um, both sides of the political party, uh, Republicans and Democrats. And they're distributed out based on, well, the majority and the, the, the representation in Congress. For the last few years, the chair of the committee, the senator chair has been uh, Senator Rebecca Millette, but she termed out as a senator. And so the new senator chair is Senator Maddie Daughtry of Cumberland, and particularly out of Brunswick. I think having Maddie Daughtry as the the Senate chair is, is going to be fantastic. And I'm sure um, Representative Rebecca Millette has sort of taken her under wing and, mm. and talked about the, the highs and lows, the good, the bad, and the ugly of her experience. And uh, I think she's going to be fantastic. And, and I'm not just saying that because I've learned that she co-owns a brewery and I happen to be a big fan of sours. So um, if, if I discover that her brewery makes a good sour, I'm just going to be in love all, with her forever. I think all, all we're saying is one, sponsorship options, and two, we are highly corruptible. <laughs> That's all we're saying. We're just putting that out there for folks. Um, we, we, you know, we need swag, and uh, that'd be nice. So, but, but, so she's a Democrat, uh, leading the chair from Brunswick to come for Cumberland County. Um, there are two other represent uh, senators on the committee. Uh, the first. Another Democrat, so there are two Democratic senators, is Senator Joseph Rafferty out of York, uh, specifically Kennebunk, and Senator David Woodsum, uh, also of York, out of North Waterboro. Uh, he's the Republican. As we move on into the representative side, there's a senator chair, there's a Senate chair, and there's also a um, House of Representatives chair. And this year, the representative chair is a longstanding member of the Education Cultural Affairs Committee, Michael Brennan out of Portland. He'll be the love this house man. Chair. Yes, love this man. I was pleased to see that he's a clinical social worker. Yes. We need that on our committee. I think that's great. To bring some um, some social emotional learning, some mental health opportunities and that kind of things. Yeah, I think that's that's gonna be powerful. It's powerful too. He's always been a very powerful voice. Yeah. Adjunct uh, faculty at USM and UNE. So someone who has some 
direct educational experience, which is always nice. I mean, we've had people on the on the committee before who, you know, haven't had any experience other than having their kids in schools or having gone to schools themselves. Not the case with this committee. You're going to be very impressed as we continue through. Next uh, representative is Ed Crockett, also out of Portland. Yes, journalism broadcasting background. So I'm assuming um, he will be, share a great perspective. Uh, he's also well. relatively new to the committee. I don't remember him being on the committee last few years, but another one who's been back for a while, uh, been on for a while is Representative Jan Dodge out of Belfast. Former music teacher. Former Love music that. teacher. Love yep. that. Uh, also, that, that that rounds out the um, some of the the some well some of them. Uh, we're not going to go to Representative Sheila Lyman out of Livermore Falls. So finally, we've actually gotten out of the York slash Cumberland County group to get a little oh. bit more. Well, we're going to go back into it. I know, but we are we are. But this is like Sheila's it. first term. Retired elementary ed teacher. God love her for wanting to get into this new realm and represent yeah. education. So that's exciting, but it's gotta be intimidating being the first term and first, this is a big committee. It's a big committee. It has a lot on, it has a lot on its, on its plate. It's gonna have a lot of eyes on it because um, there are many, many, many bills that are gonna be coming before the committee that are going to be controversial, that are gonna have press. There's gonna be a lot of testimony. So I hope she has um, her, uh, her wits about her and is ready for it, which I'm sure she is. Otherwise she wouldn't have been elected. Right. Well, I love that she's a Farmington grad and Livermore Falls is in that Farmington area and they're, they do incredible, incredible things for our field. So it'll, it'll be nice to have her voice and her perspective. I think. Another returning member of the committee, Representative David McRae out of Fort Fairfield. He had a lot, a lot of bills in the last session, um, pushing forward in particular about things like uh, PEPG and evaluation systems. I remember that much. Um, 48 years of teaching science. Yeah. So, wow. so I mean, so far, we're, we're a little more than halfway with all the representatives and the amount of true education representation on there is is really refreshing right. to see and to know that there's actually people who have who can actually you know can bring that voice of what a what it means like to be in a, in a classroom to what it means to be in a district administrative office to what it means to be in a school administrative office to know to what it means to be a, a, so, a clinical social worker to, to to see what the lives are really like on the ground floor versus just at a ten thousand foot level. What it means that our teachers are not just in charge of teaching and learning. Oh, they're, they're parents while they're at school. They are social workers. They right. are nurses. They're just taking care of, of so much. So if I, I know I tend to be a little too optimistic sometimes, but if I'm listening to Maine Education Matters right now and thinking about the future of education as a teacher, I'm feeling pretty good about this committee. So far, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's got really good representation and um, I'll be interested to see how it all plays out and what the, what not only the testimony says, but what their, what their committee, their um, comments are, the, the bills that they really push really hard and to see what the voice of this committee is going to be with this new, especially with this new leadership coming up. And I mean, speaking of leadership, 
the prior Senate committee, Senate chair of the Education Cultural Affairs Committee, Rebecca Millett. She's back again, but is now as a representative. She's she's switched sides. She went over to the House and is now House Representative uh, Rebecca Millett of Cape Elizabeth. And she has proven to be an advocate for Maine educators. And I just, the, I've only had a few um, experiences with her, but I have found her to be so thoughtful, so um, just wanting to hear both sides and to understand she has school board experience. So I, I just see that as such a gift that someone who was in the Senate for eight years, who led mm. this committee is now sitting back and, and still providing her expertise. So I see that as a win-win for us as yeah. well. I, I find this to be a real funny, an interesting way in which um, there's some workarounds of the system because there's, you know, the, Maine has established term limits for a reason because we want to have fresh ideas, fresh voices, and not let, you know, seniority get in the way of new ideas or of any kind of what might be considered quote unquote progress. But I do find that it's uh, like, um, that it's interesting that you can go from the Senate to the representative, then, then do that term out, then you can go back to the Senate. But then again, if the people want you in there, there's that side of it too to me that says, well, if they vote for you, then they want you there. So I see both sides of that, but it's like, I find it very interesting to see that level of, of uh, movement. Yeah, I'd love for us to reflect on that further sometime. How do you balance progressive ideas with institutional knowledge, especially when we know so much about how important relationships are in education? But that's that's a side note, Matt. Put that on the side It note. is, and, and what you did in about 10 seconds you summed that up way better than I did in my 30 second, 45 second of rambling. So this again, proves to me your uh, genius. Um, <laughs> and my verbal incompetence. Um, Representative Tim Roche out of Wells is the next one. This now starts uh, another one, he's a Republican uh, out, of, out of Wells. I, and this is both, there are two representatives from York County who have strong experience on the football field. And Matt, other than being like so optimistic, I love my sports and I love instructional coaching. So I hope to get an opportunity to, I mean, I don't know what their experience with instructional coaching is, but these two men have coached many years of football and in and from what I can see, have had tremendous success. So I look forward to seeing if they see the connection between how important it is for athletes to have sure. good coaches and teachers to have good coaches. So I, I love that. And the other I coach was Senator Rafferty. Is that right? Yes. Coach Raff. Coach Raff. Coach we Raff. can refer to him as Coach Raff. Well, I think, I think then that that's, that's, that's what we shall, he shall be known as from now on, unless we forget, um, which is highly possible. Representative Suzanne Salisbury out of Westbrook, Democrat, um, is the next one down our list as we're going down. I couldn't find much information on Suzanne Salisbury, but she she's a former EMT. I mean, that right there just exudes respect. Okay, okay. good good thing to have someone for for that because you know one of the one of the bills coming up that's going to come up again this year is on school um, school health centers. And there are several districts in the state that have them, but they are not widespread. 
and the districts that have them not only rave about them, but then their local hospitals or local healthcare facilities, whatnot, they want to support them as much as they can because they know of the real benefits that they bring to the school community. And so that's going to come up again as an issue. And it'll be good to have someone with some, again, medical understanding along with folks in the social level, social work, et cetera, to be able to say, no, right. schools are not just a place for, um, you know, uh, lecturing and testing and all that other stuff and academics. It's really a hub of our community. And if we really want to build our community in the future, make it sustainable, we have to think about that 360 degree whole child perspective. Right. And she has school board experience. Invaluable. Well, I'm speaking as a, as a former school board member, I'm not so sure about that. We have two more uh, representatives to discuss. Both are Republican. Um, returning champion to the uh, Education and Cultural Affairs Committee, Representative Heidi Sampson out of Alfred, who's been a longtime staunch supporter of things like school choice. I know, she, I believe she was on the uh, Charter School Commission, Board of Ed, Board Commission for a while. Um, I don't know if that was before she got onto the Education Cultural, probably before she got on the Education and Cultural Affairs Committee, but um, yeah, she's, been, she's been there for a couple terms now. She is a wealth of knowledge. She is a passionate woman from what I've seen. And I would love to have a conversation with her sometime. What do you think? As would I. I, I, I think that that would be fascinating. I'd love to really get to know what she's thinking at times for both good or for bad. And that's for everybody. Um, yeah. Because not everyone has good ideas, even those who I generally uh, agree with politically. Um, the only people I know who have good ideas are you and me. Uh, last representative is Paul Stearns out of Guilford, former superintendent of schools, longtime educator. He was on the Education Cultural Affairs Committee for when he first got on and at, when it was first time as a representative, his first term. I believe this is his third term. And his second term, the Republican caucus kind of kicked him off because we have... Um, ruffled some feathers and maybe didn't necessarily go along with the party line on everything because he understood uh, education and how the education systems work. And I, I, I've, I've met him, I've talked to him, I know him. I'm actually really, really glad. I might disagree with his, a lot of his political views, but I'm glad to have yet another educator, but someone who's also been at the district level administration to bring some voice back. Like, no, here's how it actually works. Here's how the budget process works. Here's how these policy developments work. Here's how discipline really works for both teachers and for students to kind of make sure that the committee doesn't just get blindsided by either new bills or other ideologies that might change things and give a, have a warped perspective of things. I just have so much respect for these former educators who have devoted years of their lives and mm. continue to advocate and want what's best for Maine's children, Maine's teachers. I, I, I'm just so in awe because yeah. after my, you know, what am I at? 27 years maybe in education. Maybe I've got 10 more. I don't know, but I don't think I'll be on. I don't think I'll be doing that. You don't think so? No. No. I want to I, play golf all day and go for <laughs> long walks with my husband. Yeah, I, I, I hope to just uh, do something like um, 
Paul Rudd's character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is to move to Hawaii, just open up like some kind of uh, bodega or something on the beach, either selling pina coladas or teaching quote unquote surfing lessons, even though I have no idea how to surf. All right. Well, I have no idea to, how to play golf either. So we're kind of on the same way. Perfect. There. Perfect. So Matt, I will visit. Um, but I do have sort of a challenge for Mr. Stearns. What's up? I'm a I'll little concerned that my, the county in which I grew up, Penobscot, has no representation. It, that Doesn't that surprise you that there's no representation from the bank? I mean, Bangor is a hub of- It is. Um, I, I was actually my next question I wanted to bring up to you is that the representation on this committee is a bit, is, is surprising to me because if you look at the 12 members, eight of which come from like the, the furthest north is Brunswick. You're right. Four, eight four, from, there you know, are four from Cumberland and four from York. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have Livermore Falls, which isn't that much further north. It's further west. But then... Belfast, Fort Field, and Guilford. I mean, there's that's it for representation of the rest of the um, geographic area of Maine. And I will say, as a person who does not only advocate for smaller schools, but works in smaller rural area, that concerns me that those voices might be more silenced, which is one of the reasons why I'm actually glad folks like David McRae and uh, both Paul Stearns are on the committee because they can really bring that voice. And I just hope that they are able to loudly advocate for the needs of smaller districts. And so that the, the districts of York County and Cumberland County don't just swallow up all of ed policy and then leave the rest of the state of Maine in their wake. Not saying that's gonna happen, but I hope it doesn't. Right. But that is, that is a big concern for me. Uh, the final folks I wanna mention are the real heroes of the Educational Cultural Affairs Committee. That's folks like Jane Deneen, the committee clerk, uh, Rachel Tremblay out of the Office of Fiscal Program Review, she's an analyst, uh, Lucia Nixon, uh, Office of Policy and Legal Analysis, she's also an analyst, and Hillary Risler, uh, Office of Policy and Legal Analysis as well. You'll often hear these folks when they're going through work sessions, they have gone through and looked at all of the statutes, all of the bills that come forward and they do so much of the work to make it possible for the ed committee members to make decisions to to put it all to put it all together there's the politics side of it but then there's the real hub of the work the legislative work that happens and it's highly complex it is really detail oriented and these people are true heroes for really getting this work done so i wanted to make sure that we definitely mentioned jane deneen rachel tremblay lucia nixon lucia nixon and hillary risler people who I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for and admiration. So that's the committee. That is the Education Cultural Affairs Committee. Uh, as the listeners will know, we do not focus on cultural affairs because culture is not what we do here. We're not anti-culture, but we are also not necessarily pro-culture. That's just we're culture ambivalent, shall we say. So what, what's the first step for this committee, Matt? Uh, the first step, is going to not only just as they've gotten the bills set forward, they've gotten um, the committee members, but then they have to start convening. And um, we will be putting out information through our, our, our links and whatnot about when it's happening. But the very first meeting of this new Education Cultural Affairs Committee, um, at least public meeting, I should say, 
is coming on January 2nd and it's going to be an all day affair. So at nine o'clock, we, we, we were not invited, were we? No, the, the, the main education matters was not invited to this, no. um, you know, to, to, to document or to record or whatever, or just to sit by. But I will say this, uh, it is an open meeting. It is open to the public. Um, however, they're not holding meetings in person. They're still doing a lot virtually. So it's going to be a virtual meeting. So you'll be able to connect pretty much from anywhere. They used to do it where in person and you could listen to the recording of it, but I believe they'll have a Zoom link available or they might just, might just have the audio link available. I'm not really sure how that's going to work because they didn't really do much of that last springish. I hope that the, the main department of education can actually at least give a little bit of a shout out to us here because you know the, the podcast has done a lot of great work over the last, in my opinion, few months about highlighting the great stuff that DOE has done. So you know, maybe a little bit of a shout out would be nice, maybe. but I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be begging. I don't want to be seen as begging for things. I will beg for chips. I'll beg for coffee. I'll beg, I'll beg for uh, good chicken sandwiches. Um, but shout outs. I not so right. And I'm going, I'm going to add a good sour to that as well. Can you imagine? Uh, I mean, I know sours are, are not that popular, but They're I not. just, I have to wonder what a sour with spicy dill pickle chips, what that would be like. It would be interesting. Well, so then I think we have a challenge. And what I think we should do is those of you who listen to this podcast, who both enjoy sours, let's say you don't even enjoy sours, um, or spicy dill pickle chips. Here's what I think you should do. I love you to get those two things together and record yourself, uh, sampling those things together, and then, then send us that video, post that video on our Twitter, tag us, and we'll make it a thing. I guarantee you, no one will do this. The sad part is, is that if I was still the number one fan, I would do it because, you know, I'm the number one fan. So we have the January 22nd, uh, update or uh, update the orientation of DOE. I don't, I'm not sure what the orientation of DOE is going to entail. It could just be a simple thing of here's who we are, the commissioner, here's what we're doing, here's what we're focusing on. Here's some of our major areas that we're dealing with. Um, here's some things that you might be able to help with, et cetera. Um, general agenda items. I'm sure that the commissioner will speak. I'm sure that other different members of the um, departments, uh, whatever they're called, positions will speak to learn about it, but it's a three out. They have three hours to do this orientation. So I don't know what they're going to be doing over three hours in the afternoon, but that's their first day. And the calendar and the, um, all the stuff that the, the education cultural affairs is going to committee is going to be posted on their website. We will um, be sharing that out. I, we are also building the, um, the bill spreadsheet that we've done in the past so that we can keep track of those things and we can see where they are, what's happening with them and go from there. So that's, that's being built and it will be ready for you once, once the committee actually gets really rolling because there's still no language to many of those bills. I'm excited about the opportunity to learn more to support you in this huge spreadsheet that was very intimidating the last time I experienced it, but. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, it is a monster. It's, it it's is. a monster. Um, but, and there's, there's over, well, there's well over 150 bills in front of the education cultural affairs committee alone, let alone the other 
other educational bills that are going to uh, different committees because sometimes people get a little bit subversive uh, trying to get things through. Um, I remember one a couple of sessions ago where it was um, something about uh, board policy. There was a board policy one that was highly controversial and it went through the IDEA, um, the IDEA committee and the committee said, no, we're not gonna do this because it should go through uh, education. So sometimes that happens. I'll be interested to see if that happens again. Um, I wish I could remember which one that is, but this is what happens. I don't, can't remember things on the fly because that'll require again, me to do pre-work. So one of the things you can do is you can make sure you follow us along and you, to make sure you do that, not only subscribe us, if you want to give us a rate and a review, we'd appreciate that. Uh, and you can find us on the Twitter sphere at Main Ed Matters. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Main Education Matters. Or is it Main Ed Matters? No, it's Main Education Matters. Okay. Unless it's Main Ed Matters. It's one of those two. I don't one know. Of those. Yeah, our, our, our listeners are, are brilliant and intelligent. They can, they can figure it out. And hopefully they've bookmarked it by now. But uh, if you know people who might like this little thing, be interested in this, share it out. Let them know. And with that, that does it for today. Bye.